from the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Welcome along to the WIA National Field Day and, of course, the WIA National News Service. It is April 17, World Amateur Radio Day tomorrow the 18th. We in Australia celebrate it today with the WIA National Field Day. In the news coming up, we'll hear from VK3DN on the field day, VK8ZWM Spud from Darwin on the AGM weekend to be held up there. We'll also be hearing from VK2JJW on the weird and wonderful, a little story about the ABC. We'll hear from Felix, from Dennis, from Ewan. Yes, Ewan, VK4ERM will be along. Again, with a report from Anderson House, the WIA National Office. And right now, it's news of another Nigerian scam, but this one, a little different. Motorola is warning customers to beware of fake Motorola products. These fakes are being offered mainly in Nigeria, and not only consumer products such as household items and mobile phones, but professional telecommunication devices such as two-way radios. These are becoming affected as well. Mobile equipment manufacturers Motorola has alarmed its customers that several counterfeit Motorola products have recently hit the Nigerian market, all of which lack the quality and ruggedness of the original, leaving users unable to rely on their functionality. While as technology is revolutionising the ways first responders and others who work under difficult circumstances in Nigeria conduct their jobs, empowering them with the best information when and where it matters most to serve and protect their communities, and Motorola is saying that its mission-critical solutions, which range from two-way radio communication products and systems to an array of mobile computing devices, have been cloned and many fakes are now on the market, hopefully not to spread from Nigeria. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In the Illawarra, Shoalhaven and Eurobadala areas, it can be heard on the VHF coast-linked repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society at 10am every Sunday morning. On VK2 RMP in the Illawarra area, 146850, or on VK2RIS in the Shoalhaven area on 146975. Or down in Eurobadala area, it's on VK2RBT 146675. IRLP node 6018 resides on this system. For more information, iars.org.au. I'm Brian, VK2 Alpha Hotel. As we go to air, on the morning of Sunday the 17th of April, some 30 clubs and groups from around Australia are on the air. For the Tune in the World, Amateur Radio Gets People Talking, WIA National Field Day. Among the latest to join in are the newly formed Queensland Amateur Radio Association at both the Bunnings Warehouse car park in North Rockhampton and the Mount Morgan Range. Not bad, having just been formed and with more than 20 enthusiastic members. Another entry has just been received from the Orange District Amateur Radio Club. In all, 30-odd clubs and groups are lined up for the Tune in the World Amateur Radio Gets People Talking public relations event. Check out all the entries online on the WIA website, www.wia.org.au. 
they are set up mainly at public places, with a range of equipment to showcase what amateur radio has to offer them. Each has been given a display and a handout sheet detailing the paths taken by a number of newcomers to our hobby. The information sheet, entitled My Story, makes for some very interesting reading. Remember, today, Sunday the 17th of April, is the WIA National Field Day. G'day, this is Spud on behalf of the Wireless Institute of Australia and the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. The annual WIA conference is being held in Darwin over the weekend of 27, 28 and 29th of May. Come and join us for a great weekend of fun and friendship with fellow amateurs. The weekend should go like this. Friday night, gather at the Darwin Trailer Boat Club for a sumptuous dinner by the sea as the sun sets over the fleet at anchor in the harbour. Always gorgeous. Saturday we get down to business in the morning with the WIA annual general meeting and then the forum's presentation. Saturday afternoon sees a series of presentations based around technology for the bush. How 24-hour electricity is provided in the homelands with solar and in larger communities with hybrid solutions. How it's evaluated and negotiated. Two very special presentations by amateurs involved in Bushlight and PowerCorp. Then Spud talking about life in the top end with a few curlies thrown in, of course. You'll have to be here for that one. Saturday night in the Treetops restaurant for the big conference dinner and entertainment by John VK8JM. He's good too. Sunday we want to take you for a little trip in a comfortable coach down through beautiful Bachelor to Litchfield National Park for the day. We'll take a look at what the top end has to offer. Beautiful swimming holes, magnetic anthills, bushwalks and a great barbecue lunch cooked by the team from the dark side. Sunday night at Mindel Markets will round off a fantastic weekend for everyone. You pick your cuisine from one or more of the many different food stalls, then sit at the tables and chairs or on the beach and watch the sunset over the harbour and take a look around the many craft stalls at the markets. A great way to end the conference weekend. Register now on the WIA website at www.wia.org.au. Look at the airline's websites and choose a flight and book it now. They are filling fast. We've secured a great deal on accommodation at Mirambina, the conference venue, as well. All details are on the website, so do it now. Register and book and come and see Darwin in the dry. It's not that far away from southern parts and just a nice temperature too. This is Spud VK8ZWM on behalf of the WIA and the Darwin Amateur Radio Club saying see you here at beautiful Darwin in May. This is Ewan VK for Aaron with greetings from the WIA to radio amateurs and your listening visitors with some thoughts for your consideration. If you are a radio amateur listening to this broadcast on Sunday morning, you may be involved in the activities of the WIA National Field Day, either at a community field station or giving direct support to the activity by communicating with field stations from your home station or mobile station. In doing so, we are demonstrating the educational, recreational and social values of amateur radio activities to individuals and the wider community. If you are a visitor to a field station, then this is your chance to ask as many questions as you want, and I encourage you to do so. This is a great opportunity to demonstrate how amateur radio has not only stayed with advances in communications technology, but, in many cases, leads the way in developing a new and efficient techniques. We can demonstrate the opportunities that exist for those leaning towards an interest or a career in communications and electronics. Our hobby at, that we are demonstrating today has a rich and unique heritage with continuing rapid evolution, often unknown to our visitors today. 
who we can be assured will leave with a greater understanding of amateur radio thanks to your efforts. But what now? Now the seeds of interest have been planted and well received in the minds of your visitors, visitors who will range from the mildly curious to the keenly interested, what are your club and individual plans for germinating those seeds? Too often we conclude the day, pat ourselves on the back for a job well done, and forget the sown seeds need watering and nurture before breaking through the earth. I've been guilty of this and I suspect many others feel the same way of opportunity lost by not planning and sticking to a plan and schedule of friendly follow-up. I'm sure those of you who are visitors to Amateur Radio for the first time would be very disappointed and disillusioned in our hobby of Amateur Radio were your interests to be ignored or forgotten in the future post today's activities. If we encourage anyone to further their interest in studying amateur radio at the onset through the activities such as today, hopefully leading to their enthusiastic achievement of a licence, isn't it our duty or obligation as a radio amateur to be with them on the path? In doing so, isn't your club and you becoming closer and better understood and accepted by your community at all levels? There are many examples of where this has happened successfully, but equally there are as many or more where the, re the meshing has not been undertaking to the best interests and advantages for club and community. As radio amateurs and visitors, enjoy your participation in the WIA National Field Day as you tune into the world and please take every opportunity to bring your club closer to your community and your community closer to your club. This is Ewan, VKE4RM, for the WIA Board. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. It's time for the weekly whip around hams across Australia. Know your holiday address and beach access code. The Queensland Ambulance Service is urging holidaymakers to know their holiday address and take the time to familiarise themselves in new surroundings. QAS Assistant Commissioner for Brisbane Region, Leo McNamara, said it was important for people to know their exact holiday address and their beach access code in case of an emergency. Knowing the exact holiday address can cut minutes off emergency response times, which means the difference between life and death in many cases. Some apartments and units have similar names. That's why it's important to have the address information on hand, ready to relay quickly and accurately. And if it's an emergency on a beach, it's just as important for people to be able to correctly relay location information without delay. VK2, and a final reminder for the Yurunga Radio Convention over Easter in the Senior Citizens Hall, Bower Street, Yurunga. There's a comfortable lounge room with all amenities attached, free tea and coffee available all day to registered people. Bring your family, you're invited to bring trade displays and goods for sale. There are competitions, quizzes and lucky door prizes. Everybody can take part. The technical quiz may require amateur skills. The Arunga Radio Convention, Easter 23-24 of April, is one of the leaders in the art of fox hunting. If you want to challenge our new foxes, Easter's the time to do it. The convention is also a great social event where you can meet fellow amateurs and friends and if you're looking for equipment or parts there is a good chance you'll find it at the trading area. From the Coffs Harbour area, it's 
Back up to VK4. Darling Downs Radio Club will be running a field day at the Highfields Pioneer Village as part of their 2011 Easter Vintage Festival, the 23rd to the 25th of April. Gladstone Amateur Radio Club, you're listening to us on 146.9 FM there? Well, don't forget after the news today, head on out to the newly developed Gladstone Airport. Not only planes on display, but free shuttle buses will take you on tours of the entire runway system, and you'll also be able to check out the continuing widening of the runway project. It happens from 11.30 through until 1.00. Gold Coast, Saturday the 30th from 10am, there'll be a boot sale and barbecue. Everybody's welcome to go along and maybe get rid of some of that unwanted equipment. Or on the other hand, pick up something you've wanted for a while. Cairns and Goldsboro Valley, first in far north to switch to digital television. Yes, that will happen May 12. The upgrade to the local transmitter will give better coverage and more stations. To install this new equipment, the analogue TV signal in the area will be switched off and then only the digital services available from May 12, making this the far north's digital guinea pig. VK5 and speaking of digital guinea pigs, D-Star in the Barossa Valley this Easter. For everybody interested in D-Star and who are travelling to the Barossa Valley this Easter, Nick VK3BA advises he'll set up a D-Star simplex hotspot in Tanunda. The operating frequency? 438-925. Everybody with a D-Star capable radio are most welcome to use it. Nick hopes that the D-Star hotspot will be operational from late afternoon of Thursday 21 through to early morning of Wednesday 27. You can also contact Nick via his email address if you require further details. Nick's address is vk3ba at wia.org.au. VK6 and the WA government has released a $39 million tender looking for a vendor to improve mobile coverage in regional Western Australia. Studies and community consultation undertaken by the state government there indicated a low level of mobile coverage and broadband internet availability. The government wants a vendor to improve the situation by installing more towers, which are to be integrated with existing mobile communication network infrastructure. Applicants are required to outline how they will deliver mobile voice communication to the greatest possible number of coverage locations. They need to propose the solutions by May 5. And finally, VK7, the May meeting of the CCARC has been proposed to be held at the Wynyard Error Club rooms and will be an early morning start with a barbecue lunch after. There'll also be a tour of the hangars and, weather permitting, joy flights organised. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane South and Northern Gold Coast areas, it can be heard on VK4 RGQ on 146.950 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm VK4 FABR. I'm Jason VK2 LAW with the April 17 edition of the WIA National News. Still to come, operational news, special interest group news, and a weird and wonderful look at our ABC, sourced to a country newspaper in VK2 and presented by John Williams, VK2JJW. Silent Key, Paul Barron, W3KAS, an engineer who helped create the technical underpinnings for the ARPANET, the government-sponsored precursor to today's internet, died March 27 at his home in California. He was 84. Paul Barron was one of the three inventors of packet switch networks. In the early 1960s, Paul was working on a survivable communication system when he thought up one of its core concepts, breaking up a single message into smaller pieces 
having them travel different unpredictable paths to their destination and only then putting them back together. It's called packet switching and it's how everything still gets to your email inbox. Six metres due, says F1DUE. F1DUE, the president of the French amateur radio union, REF, writes about his efforts to open the six-metre band for French radio amateurs. Already last year, the REF asked the French Frequency Regulation Authority, ARCEP, to deal with the case of the six-metre band, which was suspended two years ago. The ARCEP informed the REF that they consider to assign the frequency range 50 to 52 MHz for amateur radio. Thus, ARCEP placed this proposal on the agenda of the Frequency Planning Commission, CPF, which was held in March. Nobody yet knows when the change of the band plan is finalised and comes into effect. Sotheby's have auctioned off the Vostok 3KA2, a Soviet Union-era space capsule which carried a dog and mannequin and orbited the Earth for 18 days before USSR cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first man to enter space. This was the only Vostok capsule outside of Russia. There are marks on the capsule where it burned as it re-entered the atmosphere and a spot where engineers cut into the heat shield to examine how well it withstood the flaming re-entry. Russians described the ship's condition after its re-entry as a wounded animal panting its last breath. It was so hot still from burning through the atmosphere, it was melting the snow around it. Solar radio storm could mean improved propagation. Some good news for hams awaiting the return of decent propagation. Space Weather have reported that a large number of emerging sunspots has kicked off what it termed as days-long radio storms on the sun. According to the online newsletter, VHF receivers on Earth were picking up loud bursts that sounded like waves crashing on a beach. Space Weather says that this ongoing event continues a recent trend of increasing activity as Solar Cycle 24 heats up. Then, over the weekend of April 2nd and 3rd, a solar wind stream that hit the Earth's magnetic field sent a wave of deep sky auroras over the northern tier of the United States. According to SpaceWeather.com, the northern lights were pale white to the naked eye, but digital cameras reveal spectacular colors and luminous shapes above Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, and elsewhere. Meantime, on the ground, some hams on 6 meters and above heard or made contact with distant stations not usually heard on these bands. You can easily tell a contact made via aurora propagation by its raspy CW note or gargly voice sound. And the FCC has issued a notice of unauthorized operation and interference to EDN Aviation of Van Nuys, California, this for allegedly operating a cell phone jamming device on its premises. According to the FCC, back on January 10th, agents from the Enforcement Bureau's Los Angeles office visited the business location. At that time, they detected radio signals in the 1.8 to 2.0 gigahertz range emanating from a radio transmitter. The Los Angeles agents determined that the business was operating a radio transmitting device designed to jam or intentionally interfere with licensed radio communications in the cellular and personal communication service. According to the FCC, the agents did attempt to inspect the device. Subsequent to that attempted inspection, operation of the device ceased. Now, in its March 18th notice, the FCC tells EDN Aviation that unauthorized operation of the transmitting device must not resume. It also warns EDN that the operation of the device may constitute a violation of Sections 333, 302B, and 301 of the Communications Act. Such operation may subject the company to substantial monetary forfeiture, seizure of the offending radio equipment, and criminal sanctions. Los Angeles, California. California police say they've tracked down three people whom they allege to have stolen nine computers from the Open Charter Magnet School in the Westchester area. This thanks to a new form of security software installed on the machines. 
According to the police, the computers were stolen between March 9 and 10 at the campus on 77th Street in the city of Westchester. The suspects were unaware that the computers were equipped with the security software. As soon as one of the machines was turned on and connected to the Internet, it monitored and recorded the location via GPS. It also took photographs of the user and then sent this information off to authorities. Detectives from the Los Angeles Police Department tracked down one of the suspects March 12th. A further investigation led them to two others. So far, four of the stolen computers have been recovered. NASA is offering the public a chance to vote for your favorite tunes to be played as the wake-up song during the STS-134 mission, which is currently scheduled to launch April 19th. Voting will be open until mission launch day. You can listen to the songs nominated and cast your vote at tinyurl.com slash 4PEH55M. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Weird and wonderful. Egging on our ABC. Geez, we knew budgets at the ABC were tight, but this tight? ABC Radio in Wodonga, according to Weekly Times Now, Cobb AU, is appealing to listeners for egg cartons to soundproof their new studio. Apparently the money didn't stretch to insulation, and attempts to block out noise with mattresses and curtains have been unsuccessful. ABC listeners have responded in true country style and have been dropping off their used egg cartons. What's next? Old IXL jam tins and string for extra phones. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on air contest column, Dateline 2011. April 23, 2011, VK ZL Sprint 80 metres. April 30, Worldwide Marconi Day 2011. April 30, 2011, VKZL Riddy Sprint 40m. Dennis Johnston, VK4AE Contest Manager for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day, has thanked those stations who have already gone to the effort of preparing and submitting a valid entry for this year's contest. Logs are still slowly being received for the contest and only a little over 60% are those from portable stations, with the remainder from home stations. The contest log for your station is important for you, as based upon this log is how we calculate the relative score and placing in each category. However, the other purpose of your log is to permit verification of the contacts of other stations and hence their scores and placings as well. So having gone to the considerable effort involved to take part in the contest, the actual enjoyment and fun aspect to one side, it would be such a shame not to complete the task and submit a valid log entry. So don't forget that entries by mail, that is snail mail, have to be date stamped no later than the 22nd of April, and submissions by electronic mail close at midnight on the, also on the 22nd of April. So go ahead, gather up the required information that you need, collate the log and submit it as soon as possible. You can check if your log is already in the system by checking the John Moyle page in the contest section of the WIA website. Results will be published there as soon as they are completed and published in AR in the following month. That's all for now. Special event stations, DX and Beacon News. ISWL is 65. The International Shortwave League is celebrating its 65th anniversary. GB65ISWL will be on the air over this week in 16th and 17th of April. Activity starts around 18 hours on Friday, April the 15th. Modes will be SSB and the PSK modes. Main operator will be Herbie G6XOU. 
Special temporary call signs for the Royal Wedding. RSGB has agreed with Ofcom arrangements for all UK radio amateurs to opt to use special call signs for a period of 11 days, beginning on the date of the marriage of HRH Prince William and Miss Catherine Middleton, 29th of April 2011. Use of the special prefix, which is GR, is conditional on allocation of a notice of variation, which can be quickly obtained via a simple process on the Society's website, where full details of the arrangements can also be found. Beacon News A full list of all Asian, Pacific and Central South American beacons can be found by going to Google and typing in G3USF and follow the links to the 50 MHz beacons. The list is updated weekly. In addition to the usual Asian 49 and 48 MHz television indicators, VK2WI News say another interesting one to look for is in Japan, on 43.649 MHz USB, a 24-hour data tracking signal running 100 watts northeast of Tokyo. This was heard by Noel VK2FUL in Sydney during the week around 0730 hours Zulu. Noel remarked that the signal closely resembles an over-the-horizon radar pulse transmission. Some Chinese fishing boat facts and data activity can also be heard on 33.250, 33.375 and 33.425 MHz and will indicate to the observer a rising MUF. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone ZK5A Phillips ZL2 TZE is still after as much information as possible from any person having a contact with Bill ZK5A. Please report to John ZL1GWE. Bill claims to be on Adafu Island, Tokelau, using 70 watts GP. Any reports appreciated. For VK1WA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard on the VK3 RMM Mount Macedon repeater at 147.250, 10.30am Sunday mornings. I'm Brad, VK3 Triple FM. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with Media Watch. BBC closes Ord Fondness Transmitter Site. Another famed radio transmitter site has been decommissioned. This one is owned by the British Broadcasting Company and is not one of many on this side of the world that's actually known about. Unless you are a WIA listener reader living in Europe or a truly devoted low-frequency DXer, you'll likely have never heard of the BBC transmitter site at Ord Fondness. It's an operation that sat on 648 kilohertz with a five-tower array beamed to Europe. And that's what makes the signal from Odd Fondness such a great catch for medium-wave DX listeners. But all that ended on March the 27th. That's when the BBC switched off this transmitter site for good. But its demise will not go undocumented. As a historical note, Jonathan Marks, G8WGN, has released a short documentary that traces the history of the Orphonus transmitter site from its inception. Marks, who was the former producer and host of the famed Radio Netherlands Media Network program, is joined by Orphonus radio engineer Andy Matheson, who explains the way in which the site operated. It's a great tour of a historical moment in European medium-wave broadcast radio and you can experience it for yourself online at vimeo.com slash 2099 Another sad moment in broadcast history, 
but one that Jonathan Marks, G-A-W-G-N, has taken the time to preserve. Media watching, ATV video streaming. All ATV transmissions in Ulverstone are now simultaneously available to any viewer worldwide via the VK7AX ATV video stream. If you'd like to check it out, point your favourite internet browser at the link that can be found in the email and internet editions of this WIA national news broadcast. The WIA news broadcasts themselves and amateur radio-related broadcasts are broadcast via ATV at 8pm daily with a repeat at 1100 hours the following day. That's all I have for you. Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. Well, that takes us to the end of the WIA National News for this on WIA's National Field Day weekend, the 17th. Of course, tomorrow, the 18th, is Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network World Amateur Radio Day. April 23 to 24 in VK2, Yurunga Radio Convention. April 23 to 25, Darling Downs Club's Field Day at Highfields Pioneer Village. April 30, the Gold Coast Barbecue and Boot Sale from 10am at the Clubhouse in Narang. April 30 through to May 1 in VK4, Clareview Gathering. Contact Clive VK4 ACC of the Radar Club for details on Clareview. May 7 in VK4, Brisbane Amateur Radio Club's Barkfest. And May 27 through until the 29th, it's the WIA's AGM Weekend and Convention in Darwin. Details there, just email secretary at wia.org.au. So now, until next we meet, on behalf of the team, take care and walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.